Hello, and Merry Christmas to you. So we're going to start the show with something called Stupid Pie. We're also going to be talking about some really strange Christmas traditions throughout the world. We're going to be sharing a song that's Christmas song-ish, and then scary ghost stories related to Christmas. So stick around. And welcome to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. Hello. I'm Mark. I'm Jenna. <laughs> and Merry Christmas, Merry boys Christmas. and girls of all ages. Maka. Hungry? Is the word to say. On a bright Hawaiian Christmas, Christmas day. day. Or in this, in this case, a bright California Christmas day. And it's been beautiful today, if not a little on the breezy side. Well, it happens. We have fantastic weather here in... By the way, I have actually been in Hawaii for Christmas, and oh, it nice. is pretty fantastic. Very medically kimaka ish. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so, stupid pie. What the? What is. So, it's a viral TikTok sensation, apparently. Okay. All right. And when I heard them calling it stupid pie, I'm like, well, you know, I got to find out why they're calling it that. Okay. Some people said that it's so easy that it's stupid easy. Some people said it's so easy that even stupid people can make it. Either way, I'm here for it. All right. I'm examining it. Yeah. I see walnuts. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I see something that looks like walnuts. Are there nuts in it? Pecans. Oh, okay. So there's pecans or pecans. So, so I'm smelling it. I'm just trying to also, figure out what what exactly what exactly it's. So okay, let me, let me go ahead. Get go, yeah, real close and get real, real get my nose. Or up or in. take a bite. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have a smell per se. I, I'm not surprised by that. Smell like a baked. It good. doesn't seem like these ingredients would necessarily work. I don't know. Is don't this ask. Fork small. It's it's just it, one of the forks I have. Yeah, but it's if it small, makes you feel any better, mine. Right? Yeah, mine is. Yeah. Okay. It's just, I'm like, I am I the, growing? I get the big fork. <laughs> you can't, am you I, can't handle any other. I fork. thought I was growing. I thought this was like the incredible giant man or something that was. Well, okay. So I tried to find the origins of this pie that, as of yet, you only know there's some pecans and that I've topped it with whipped cream. A, By the way, a fine job thank of whipped you. cream. You know that I like a lot of whipped cream. That was yes, a fine I job know, of I topping know. whipped cream yeah. that you did. Thank you. Uh, okay, so these are really unusual ingredients, and everybody said you don't know why it works, but it works. Okay, well, okay, I'm on my second bite. Okay, about to go to my third. Okay, certainly I can taste the nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, you would know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why would I know? <laughs> if I could do that, I wouldn't need a girlfriend. Find <laughs> <laughs> it out. Um, hmm, okay. it does taste very nutty, but I can't really tell what the other ingredients are. It's it's a little, it's a little dry. It's not I, like a, it would be, it's not like a, hold on. <laughs> it's not like a pecan pie. It would be dry because of the ingredients. Yeah. It wouldn't like a pecan pie is, is, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, yeah, you add like a jelly, like a thick and, jelly kind of a thing. Yeah. This is not made. Other than having the, there is some egg in this, but it's egg white. All this is, is three egg whites that you um, blend until they're stiff peaks. There we go. Mine's hidden. Uh, You add some sugar and a little bit of vanilla. 
after you, you you make the stiff peaks with the three little egg whites, and then you add a sleeve of Ritz crackers that are crumbled and some pecans, and you blend all of that together or fold it and bake it, and that's it. And I'm like, okay, what are the oranges or origins? Because this is really strange. I know that Ritz crackers came around in 1934. This is really strange to me because I am a fan of Ritz crackers. Me I too. get the Costco. Well, I get the salt from the, the cracker. I get the Costco hear. Ritz cracker because mm -hmm. I eat them so much. I'll eat a sleeve for dinner. But even now that I know that's what it is, to me, I can't even, it doesn't taste like Ritz cracker. Well, because I know there's no salt added, I know that I'm tasting the salt from the Ritz. Right. That makes sense. But to me, it doesn't It doesn't even taste Rick, Ritz cracker-like. I mean, it tastes really good as well. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't taste good. I'm, I'm halfway through the pie already. But here's what I think. I do want to do this again. It calls for white sugar. I think I want to make this again and use brown sugar. The thing is, is if you do that, it's, it is going to taste more like a pecan pie. Um, so I guess if that's what you're going for. Uh, so that it's more, what, almost maple-y? Because this, so you guys, a pecan pie, as you know it, would tend to be sort of buttery maple-y to me, and obviously nutty. Right. This is not. It's kind of nondescript, the flavoring. You have crackers, egg whites, nuts, and vanilla, and sugar. And that's it. And it's really simple, really cheap. The nuts would be the most expensive thing here. But so what I can find is there was the mock apple pie, which was apparently on the Ritz uh, box back in around World War II. Okay. This recipe, which was also sometimes called what was a mock apple pie made pie, with Ritz crackers, and it was tasted like an apple pie. In fact, I had a roommate that made it. Didn't and we it do was that on just, the show? We haven't done it. I want to, but I've gotten around to that yet. I don't. It seems so familiar so to me no as if apples. we've done it. Maybe I did it on one of my other podcasts. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> um. Anyway, so this is just really unusual to me. I'm like, how's that going to work? What happens? Where does everything go? Does something settle to the bottom? Or <laughs> what happens? It's really good. But weird. I mean, it's like a it's like a dry pecan pie. And I don't mean dry in the bad sense that it sounds like I mean dry. <laughs> yeah, no, but pecan pie, because of the caro syrup, has lots of, not juice, but it, you, right. there's it's a like sauce. A, it's, like, it's almost like a jello. Mm-hmm. I get the gel. This is really good. So what drink do we have? Well, <laughs> smell it, because to me this smells like Christmas. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, it smells like fall, it's, for sure. There's it's, cinnamon mm -hmm. and... Uh, it's sweet and spicy tea is what it's called. It's just good or a sweet and spicy tea, and it's one of my favorites. Okay. And I thought it would be a really nice compliment to not just the pie, but, you know, the cooler day... The fact that, you know, here we are coming up to Christmas time. Just something. And mm. you have uh, sugar cubes mm -hmm. in a cup with a sugar cube uh, tongs. Grabber. Yeah. <laughs> and it reminds me, I, I remember when I was a kid, and go to my grandparents' house, and they were coffee drinkers. They had sugar cubes. And I was always fascinated by those as a kid. And just today, when you brought these out, just set them down a few minutes ago, I was thinking... How come, how come as an adult, I've never bought a box of sugar cubes just to pop one in just for, you know, old time's sake, like I did when I was a kid. I'd have to sneak them at my grandparents because they hated me. 
<laughs> my sister could go get one, but I'm I sure, couldn't. I'm sure. She'd I probably have all of them yeah, if she wanted to. Probably. <laughs> they also have brown sugar cubes. I haven't seen them a lot. What? I know. I know. I want to stop the show right now and go just get, get online some. and find out where I can get I brown sugar I think this cubes. tea with brown sugar cubes <laughs> would be delightful. You guys, good earth sweet and spicy tea. It almost tastes like the mm. mulling spices of an apple cider. So you you put cream in this, right? A little bit of cream. Okay. Yeah. Well, half and half. Right. Yeah, mm. it's like a milk tea. Yes. It's great. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is a nice little Christmas thing you put together here. A little Christmas thing. little pie, little... Uh, little yeah. Uh, so, what, by tea, the way, when I look at tea. this pie, I can see the little bits of Ritz cracker. They sort of just soak up your, your egg whites. I guess so. Like you say, it, it's still... I can't detect it in there and i love ritz crackers like you said i eat them good cracker remember good that cracker. that was that was uh, uh Twice? andy griffith andy griffith yeah that's i don't right. remember i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> all right well while you sup on your tea mm. how about i talk to you some about some weird christmas traditions yes i wait hold on i have i have a transition sound effect that we're gonna oh, use on every okay here's the transition huh? i love it magical <laughs> it is <laughs> I have it in the computer, so we're going to use it. So these people are saying, and by the way, it's yha.com. Okay. They y- say yaha? The, How do you think yaha? They- yaha? Yaha.com. It's Australian. Okay. Well, I don't know if the word yaha is Australian, but this is an Australian site. Okay. And they say that to them, these are the strangest traditions on earth. We know about Krampus, but let's just read a little quick little ditty about Krampus, because right. I didn't know... I mean, I can't imagine this. This is going Krampus, to traumatize. Let me let me explain it. Krampus visits teenage girls once a month, and <laughs> okay. that's why we get separated when we're in the fifth grade. So the boys go into one room so they can tell them about trucks and cars and guns, and they take mm-hmm. the girls in the other room to talk about that monthly Krampus. Mm-hmm. Well, it, thank you. Did I get that right? Yes. Good. Yes, that's how it works. <laughs> I'm going to eat some more pie. Austria, they're the ones that like like Krampus. As if the threat of missing out on presents wasn't bad enough, Austrian kids who end up on Santa's naughty list also have to worry about Krampus, a horned hairy beast that snatches misbehaving children in his wicker basket. Serving as St. Nicholas' creepy enforcer, many towns in Austria and neighboring countries, especially the Alpine villages around Salzburg and Tyrol, they celebrate Krampus not. On December 5th, when dozens of men dressed as half-goat demon parade through the streets, brandishing sticks and terrorizing children. Oh, my gosh. Now, I just want you to see, and we will post this on our site. This is one of the guys in the street dressed as Krampus terrorizing those children. Holy crap. Can you imagine? (laughs) You guys. It is very scary. It is very scary. It is very realistic and very scary, and it's like. You know, and he's holding a flare, it looks like. It looks like it's Halloween. It's one of the cool haunted houses that I work at. It looks pretty creepy. Wow. Okay. Wow. This one I was not aware of. The pooper and the pooping log. <laughs> I got to ding that ahead of time. For some, some inexplicable reason, Catalans observe not one, but two poo-based Christmas traditions <laughs> that will put a smile on your faces. Uh, head, sorry. Faces. The first is the Kagener, C-A-G-A-N-E-R, roughly meaning the pooper. The figurine of a pantsless peasant. I've seen this. Oh, okay. As an ornament. 
Does it look something like that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. it's, yeah it's, I've seen the pooping guy ornament. Well, now you know. Uh, so, yes, there is a figurine of a pantsless peasant laying a cable <laughs> that snuck into the nativity scene along Jesus, alongside oh Jesus, Mary, gosh. and Joseph. The second is cagatio, or the pooping log, which is a small stick that is not a small stick. Um, <laughs> with a smile on its face that lives on the dinner table in December. It's fed, in, well, in quotes, every day with nuts and sweets. <laughs> and it's kept warm with a blanket. Then it gets beaten with sticks on Christmas Eve to poop out presents. <laughs> in reality, the kids duck out to pay, pray for presents while the relatives pop the, pop the gifts under the blanket. And here's just a little, wow. this will also be on our page. That, that is, is not really a little odd. Stick. What a that is odd. It's a pooping log that, that you beat an, the oh presents out of. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, that gonna, like, they're part of it sounds like a pinata. Well, that's true. So some of but but beat the log, the make it poop. The pooping log. What is the pooping? <laughs> oh, I guess because you beat it and the po it poops oh, out the oh, presents. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's that. <laughs> Uh, the Yule Lads in Iceland. Icelandic kids don't just get one Santa Claus, they get 13 mischievous trolls roaming the country in the fortnight before Christmas, like Snow White's Seven Dwarves. Each of the 13 Yule Lads has its own personality. Here's their names. There's the Doorway Sniffer, the Spoon Licker. Wait a minute. Don't we have that guy as our president? <laughs> I don't think the women would appreciate being called doorways. Uh, the spoon licker, the sausage swiper. <laughs> We're digging that. The, and if you swipe your sausage too much, you'll go you'll blind. Go blind. Uh, but what about having a dwarf swipe your sausage? Maybe then. <laughs> the candle stealer, the curd gobbler. <laughs> that looks dangerous. Yeah. And the ominously named window peeper. That doesn't seem so bad compared no, to the, the other sausage ones are more ominous. swiper and the doorway sniffer. And the curd gobbler. <laughs> Each one takes turns visiting children who leave shoes in their bedroom window, dropping off presents for the good kids and rotten potatoes for the bad ones. Wow. What a lovely tradition. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mari Lloyd in Wales. Listen, you curd gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> we got to remember that one. That's a good one. In the Welsh culture, it's ancient and it's steeped in superstition. So it's not surprising, therefore, that residents of South Wales enjoy parading an undead horse around their villages. What? <laughs> to celebrate the happiest time of year. <laughs> in a wassailing display dating back to probably Celtic times, the custom involves draping a white sheet over a pole with a horse skull attached. Of course. Of course it does. And they're knocking on townsfolks' doors, no doubt giving them the fright of their lives. The party carrying, on the morb carrying around the morbid effigy then sing to the residents, who are supposed to sing back before relinquishing some food or drink. There's hmm. some debate about whether Mary Lloyd translates to Holy Mary or Grey Mare, but either way, it's pretty creepy. Well, it's... That's kind of a Halloween-y kind of thing to it. Agreed. Show up at the door, something scary, expecting yeah. food. Oh, yeah. Kind of a trick-or-treat thing. Uh, I wonder if they're so. Oh, bring us some figgy pudding. Oh, bring, you're doing it right now. Right. Maybe mm. maybe that has some kind of origins in that. I did not know this next one. Kentucky Fried Christmas in Japan. 
Introducing the greatest Christmas marketing triumph since Coca-Cola polarized the fat, jolly, red-suited image of Santa Claus we all know and love. That was Coca-Cola? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's well. one, one of the main Santa Claus things was created by Coca-Cola. The Yeah, they, they it wasn't the first one, but okay. it was one of the ones that became popularized okay. and Coca-Cola helped to drive that look of Santa Claus. Well, Christmas isn't huge in Japan, but a ridiculously successful KFC ad campaign during the 1970s established a tradition of families tucking in to buckets of fried chicken on December 25th. In fact, holiday-themed Dirty Bird has become so popular around Japan that restaurant reservations and specially packaged delivery orders are placed months in advance for some KFC on December 25th. Hmm. La Befana... Italy. Italian Christmases are celebrated with a wine-drinking witch. And no, we don't mean that alcoholic auntie from the dodgy (laughs) side of the family. Twelve days after Santa's visit on the eve of the Epiphany, which is January 5th, families across Italy leave out a glass of vino and a plate of sausages, (laughs) more of the sausages, for La Befana, who pops down the chimney on her broomstick. Yes, I'm sure she just pops right down. Wow. According to folklore, the old lady knocked back an invitation from the three wise men to witness the birth of Christ and was so devastated about missing it, she spends every Christmas time gliding around the country searching for baby Jesus hmm. and doling out presents to good kids and cold to the naughty ones. Interesting. Spider webs in the Ukraine. The Ukrainians take a different approach to Christmas decorations, swapping fairy lights for spider webs. The legend of the Christmas spider explains that a poor widow and her kids cultivated a Christmas tree from a pine cone but couldn't afford any decorations. Then on Christmas morning, they woke up to see their tree blanketed in cobwebs, which sunlight then transformed into gold and silver. Nowadays, trees across Ukraine are decorated with little spider ornaments called povichki. Thank you. And fake spider webs, (laughs) which is said to be the origin of the sparkly tinsel that shimmers at Christmas time around the world. Hmm. Hmm. I would be scared if I had spider webs all over my tree because that means that there would be spiders all over my tree. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I I cannot wait to show the picture, show you this picture. Okay. So radish carving in Mexico. Each year in this Mexican city of Oaxaca, the days before Christmas are marked with an event known as Night of the Radishes. Sadly, it's not a low-budget 80s horror movie. I was going to say, that sounds like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I know. But instead, a vegetable carving competition. Participants get remarkably creative with everything from nativity scenes to fantastical monsters on display at thousands of visit as thousands of visitors descend on the city to witness the fun. Take a look at that radish that was carved. It kind of looks oh like the gosh. Grinch, like Cthulhu. a spider Grinch or something. Looks like the Grin- spider Grinch Cthulhu. We will post and this Krampus on our page. <laughs> uh, yes, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I wonder if that's just native to that city because you know we we certainly live here in Southern California, share a border with Mexico. I've been down to Mexico uh, a handful of times. I trying to think if I've been down during the holidays to see anything that resembles a carving of a... A a giant radish? Yeah, a giant radish. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. When I read that, I was thinking, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to carve some radishes on the show. Right. But we don't have giant radishes. That would be... You should let me know. I could grow them in my garden. Radishes take two days. 
There you go. Next year, figure out how you can grow those suckers so that we can carve a giant radish. All right. Well, so that was weird tradition. What weird traditions in other countries do you guys know about? Or are you listening from any of those countries and you want to defend your country and say, no, we aren't crazy enough to do that? Or, you know, we're certainly welcome to if you want to uh, mock our Christmas crazy stuff that you think is crazy. Yeah. You know, like shopping and all the how Christmas starts the day after September. <laughs> Well, on one of the things that I read here, and it talked about, uh, now I can't think of what it was called, but I read something recently, aside from this, that talked about how long people in certain countries or all over the world leave their trees up. And because of whatever that word was, <laughs> people leave it up until January 6th because of this religious, basically right. the 12 days of Christmas, it starts at Christmas. Right. And so that's my understanding of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's why people are like, I'm going to leave it up until January 6th. I keep it up until all the company that has come visiting from out of town goes home. And then when I have the time after that, <laughs> I had mine down, but for the longest time, everything was still sitting in boxes in my parlor. So I guess well. uh, I'm going to be trying to stump you, Mark. Oh, okay. So you said you have some music? I music do. something? Okay. I do. All right. Okay. I want you to tell me, this is something that should be kind of fun. I want you to tell me who the artists are as they start singing. Oh, my gosh. For Feed the World. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you've got this. You totally do. You totally do. And I will say there are not as many artists here as some other songs that we've heard in the past that, you know, are kind of a, a group effort. Feed the World. But isn't Feed the World, isn't that British, though? Wasn't that a British thing? Yes. No, That's, but you're going to know. I don't you're gonna, know. You're going to know. See, if I watch the video, I say you're I'll gonna know. know at least one. Eh, probably two. Maybe more. But the, I think there are at least two that you're going to get. Okay. Let's I just want to say up, up front that I'm already, I can feel in my face, I'm getting a little flushed and embarrassed. <laughs> Maybe it's because the ingredients I'm, in the, because, the stupid No, pie. no. Because you are so good at this. When I quiz you, you are so good at this. And I get so much entertainment out of quizzing you because you're so good at it. And I totally suck at it, but I, I'll, I'll think, try. I think you're not going to suck at this. I'll try. You guys listen in. Tell us how you do. All right. Here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. And it's a good, fun flashback. Yes. I hope so. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. I love the kind of haunting <laughs> backup. Yeah. That's a didgeridoo. That's what that is. Hmm. Those aren't voices? Or is it? Is the voice modulated into well, that, something? You can you, you do voice into it. Who's this? Did you do? Arms around the world, Christmas time. Did the first one sound familiar? Oh, who's this? How you guys doing? Kenny Loggins. I don't know. How you guys doing? So, there's three different guys singing here. Okay, who's this? Wait, somebody just joined in. Now it's three. Okay, here we go. Get is ready. That, is that Bono? Or is that Bono? Bingo. 
this is tough for me. I'm not really into that. So, I was talking with my brother about this, and he's like, there's never snow in Africa. This is stupid. Kilimanjaro. But that doesn't count, don't you know? <laughs> okay. So we'll just have this playing in the background. Is there, is there more so- solos, or is it all group? There is uh, one more solo, and then there's the... I mean, this, this I know. That's solo. This guy already sang. This is him singing. First guy that sang is singing again. I can just throw out names because I, I know who, who worked on this, and that's all I could do. I can't identify these. Okay. I mean, I know Paul McCartney had something to do with this. Yes, but he's not one of the soloists. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is crazy that you've got Sir Paul McCartney, no but he's not your soloist. I mean, I know, I, I know the song. I, I can barely picture the video in my head. Well. But because it had a lot of new wave, new age, no, not new age, new wave artists. To me, it wasn't, it yes. wasn't my groove. I get it. But you know... I would say you're probably quite familiar with most of them, with maybe the exception of the two of them. Well, so, plus, plus they did this in the 80s. They didn't even have Def Leppard there. So that gives you an idea of how it's going to well, fall off by radar. Or did they in the group? Who knows? I'd have to see the video. <laughs> so here's what you've got. All right. So first of all, Bob Geldof, when he decided to do this, right. he didn't want to go through the managers and all the red tape. He just called these people directly and said, do you want to or don't you? Okay. And a lot of people are like, I'm in. Sure. Cool. Uh, so we have Sting. Okay. Well, it starts with Paul Young. It's Chris at Christmas time. There's no need. Okay. That's Paul Young. And okay. you know uh, something that he's saying? Um. Was that you playing that, or was that a commercial coming up? <laughs> a commercial, yeah. Uh, Paul Young. No, I, all I can think of right now is Paul Rogers. Well, I believe, if memory serves, that he did a cover of a Hall & Oates song, I think, unless they covered his song. Every time you go away, That's you Paul take Young? a piece of me. I think so. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> I'm at you like, I know, and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm thinking the gears are working. I know it's not great for audio for our podcast, but I'm no, sitting but here going... No, but if you can see our faces. I'm doing deep, deep thinking, like, Paul Young. Yeah, yeah, okay. Every time, we, every time you go away, you take yeah. a piece of me with you. Pick, take a piece of meat with you. <laughs> so it starts out with Paul Young, and then in in our world, that's Boy George. See, yeah, okay. And then George Michael. <laughs> uh, I'm not uh, gay. But say a prayer... <laughs> Then you go to the Spandau Ballet guy. I believe his, well, let's see here. I think it's Gary Kemp. Yeah, okay. Gary Kemp. I would not have got that at all. Uh, and then you have Simon Le Bon, and then you have Sting wow. and, and Bono. Wow. Now, I, I'm sure there's a list of every single artist uh, that I, was that I know participated. these people, but I don't know Spandau Ballet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know the, the singer from that in, in a multiple choice. But I know the other singers, but it's like... You know, I, to me, I just can't recognize them. Uh, I'm I'm such a visual guy. I understand, and and it's yep. so funny because, like you said, and this is what 
as I often say, that it impresses me about you and your talent for listening to stuff and picking up things like that. Well, I mean, and it has to be something that I'm interested in paying attention to. I have to have heard the artist, right? Obviously, yeah. Or... But you're you're really good at it. Well, in fact, I gotta you, I gotta you. start getting some more quizzes so that I can do them for you instead of you oh, embarrassing God. me like this. Well, I'm not trying to embarrass. <laughs> no, I know you're not trying to. I know it's, I know it's all in fun, but I'm like because you. You're probably because you said that you'd think I would know people. I didn't. I Bono was the only one I picked out. But they were familiar, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I know who these people are. No, because the voices to but, me, it's, but like, it's like yeah. I but just can't... I will say they all kind of sound like each other. I can yes. see how if you don't have a finely tuned ear, that I, perhaps some people I thought be I heard like Kenny Loggins on the one. <laughs> I can. I get that. I thought that was a good guess because it's like that does kind of sound like Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Well, so here are some of the artists, and it says, and many others. So it's, I, I, yeah, most of, I most to, of the song is a chorus. You do have Geldof. Right, Bog Geldof. Somebody with the last name of Yuri. I'd forget where the, I, it's here somewhere who Yuri is, but not Geller. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie part, is part of the really? chorus. Really? Phil wow. Collins is part of the chorus. Wow. Paul McCartney, status quo, don't know, sorry. Uh, one of my people that are probably 10 to 12 years younger than me, you may be able to tell us who status quo is. Bananarama. Paul Weller, and then it says, and many others. Hmm. Um, okay. So apparently, Boy George was supposed to be there when they were recording, and he was late, and he was in New York. So he had to take the red eye and get there within four hours. Back in the day when you could do that. I don't know if we can even still do that. Do you know? Yeah. Wasn't there was the... We can still hop on the red eyes and stuff like that. Do they? See, I, I guess I'm too poor to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> No, yeah, there's there's still uh, overnight flights that are you know that start in the middle of the that's night and stuff awesome. like that. You know what? That's that right there is especially the reason for people to get that have rich. money. Yeah, going well, but then again, you know what? I'm on the all on the other side of America, so it's it is quicker from New York, I suppose. Yeah, I need to move to New York. Oh yeah, I could go to the UK more often because I love it there. You haven't been yet, right? I have been to London Heathrow, and but not out of the airport. Okay, I was there on a stopping point on my way to Cairo. Well, so I don't know if you knew. That's great. So I don't know if you <laughs> knew this. Wait a minute. That didn't sound too sincere. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's great. Well, it great. occurred to me as I started talking about this again, I should acknowledge no, that your was response. Fine. That's fine. I don't care if you care if I went to Cairo. So anyway. I loved it both times. You don't have to condescend with a, oh, that's great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I guess Geldof took some heat for this one. Uh, because Why? they said because people said that it wasn't a historically accurate in some ways and he his response was please it's just a pop song relax historically it's not accurate. a doctoral thesis y yes they were saying that there are things about it that are just not correct or or accurate like it doesn't it never snows never runs, in africa never yeah it, i guess it rains in africa yeah. or maybe it doesn't snow though no no it doesn't have to rain in africa as long as there's someone who just blesses them anyway I bless the rain. Right, right, right. That's, that's all. Yes. But Africa has Mount Kilimanjaro, which gets snow on it. So it does snow. Now, it doesn't snow down on the plains and stuff like that. But like like Bob Geldof is saying, he's it's a it's a Christmas seasonal thing. You know, and in, right. in fact, you know, certain Africa is... Well, it's about making money, he said. Africa is a huge continent. And as, you know, goes below the equator where Christmas is hot, it has it has parts of it that are up in near the Mediterranean Sea that have Christmas around the same time we do and it has parts of it down south that mm -hmm. have Christmas time 
I mean, their Christmas time is a summer rather right, than a right. winter. So, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> well, well, did you know that this song was re-recorded in 2014? I did not. It was re-recorded I, I did not know that. to that help with the Ebola virus oh, epidemic really? in West Africa. They tweaked the lyrics and they corralled some of the biggest British and Irish acts of time, do including... Do they know it's vaccine time at all? <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> One Direction, Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran, Emily Sand, Ellie Goulding, Rita Ora, which I didn't know she was a singer. I know she's a Yeah, these a are all... I'm model. Not a, I'm not 14 years old, so I don't know these people. <laughs> uh I'm going to play just the beginning of this for you because I want you okay. to hear a couple lyrics because I'm sorry, but I could have written these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here you go. All right. Let's hear the, the remake, the 2014 remake. I don't know why I did that. Okay. Internet little, issues, I guess. Little hiccup there. I would say that's one direction I Christmas think. Time, we Looks like Ed Sheeran, judging by all that hair. And in world, I think that's Rita Ora. I guess she does sing. I like the voice. I have no idea who this is. Now, yeah, Jam, is Jam is watching this. I'm not, I'm not yes. watching it, so... We'll play just a little not, bit more because I want you to hear that the that would help me. chorus. Because <laughs> yeah. this is not, not my generation's Nor musicians. Th they just showed somebody that I think when you hear him, you're going to know who so it is. So what the lyrics that you don't like that you think... Oh, just wait. You'll you'll hear. So far, they haven't changed it, but you'll oh, okay. hear here in a minute. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know who this is. Nope. Okay. Kiss of love can kill you. And there's death in every tear. That. Does he sound familiar? My favorite band, Coldplay. Same artist for that line, but the, but the words have changed. That was Bono. Seal. I went to him and I saw him in concert. See what I mean about the words? I could have written this. It's like, okay. Now, this is Sinead O'Connor. That is? She was in the original, wasn't she? If she was, she was just in the oh. chorus. How can they know it's Christmas time, Mark? How can they know this? Okay. Oh, no, this is, I don't think this needed to be remade. So I don't know if any of you knew about this, but I did not know there was a remake. Apparently, there have been a few. Really? Like there's been another one since this one in 2014. I had no idea. I don't know. You know what? I guess maybe in 2014 I was totally unplugged from kind of the pop sound. Right, right. By the way, they just showed somebody in the background. I would say that that was Roger Taylor from Queen. I'm, I'm positive it was. Hmm. So I'll have to look this up to find out all the people that... The only one that I recognize from the original is Bono. Well, it's just strange to me that they would take a beloved Christmas song 
Change the lame words. And cha- change it into something for Ebola. Come up with an Ebola song, you know? Come up with a little ditty that's, that's like, uh, you know, get your shot, take your pills, it's Ebola time. <laughs> See, I'm pretty good at this. Wake me up before, before you me- take your shot for Ebola. <laughs> We should we should take this on the road. Yeah, you know this is this is brilliant stuff. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> anyway, wow. This, so there's a little bit of a I don't know was this a history lesson? A little bit of trivia for you. It was remade, and I don't think it needed to be. But you know what? Maybe we're both just too old to like you know be able to move and progress. And <laughs> that is that is possible because. It probably for the fans of these groups, the younger fans, the younger generation, they probably are happy. It is really cool that all these people got together to do a song because that was cool for us for "We Are the World" for uh, the Christmas song. And wasn't there but wasn't even, there one more? There was a British version of "We Are the World," right? Wasn't there, or was it just uh, the, this one that we're talking well, about? No, this is the this is British. Oh, okay. Yep. But I I thought there was a. A, se- a separate, different British yeah. one? Well, I mean, this one was mostly British-ish. Yeah, no, I know this one was. I'm trying to think. Was there... So we had USA for Africa, and I thought they had a British version, but maybe this is a ver- I don't know. I don't know. What surprises me is that Bob Geldof had more of a hand than I realized in not just we are the... Wait, not in not just... Uh, Do they know feed the, the world. Feed the world, right. But also in we are the world. I didn't right. know that he had a hand in both. Hmm. So that one surprised me. Um, and because I watched The Voice, my voice people, you know, yeah. uh, one of the kids from One Direction, I was aware of the, the, the name, the band One Direction. Right. But because I watched that, that's the only reason that I decided that must be One Direction because I recognized one of the new judges right. on there. So hmm, that's me with my pop culture. I think they're known as 1D oh, is to their fans. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not pop culture enough. Yeah. You need to you need to hip it up, sister. Why not? <laughs> why, why not? Oh, direction. <laughs> Just asking. Well, because it's the number one, the numeral one. Well, but they don't spend it. No, they don't know. One and D. But they, t- they. But it's the word. I know, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Grandma. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you? Did you ever think about that, that the song where they're talking about there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories and Christmas. Did you ever think, why are they talking about scary ghost stories at Christmas? Because I never thought about it. Even though I sing the words, I'm never like, who's talking about ghost stories at Christmas? I don't know if I got that far into the lyrics. Is that like the second verse? Uh, It's the most wonderful time. I Maybe. I don't know. You want me to sing the whole thing? No. We'll figure it out. No! No! <laughs> But, I mean, there's also Scrooge. I mean, it's a ghost story. It's a right. Christmas well, ghost yeah, story. That certainly, yeah, so maybe that's what it, maybe that's what it's it, a thing. Maybe it's the most wonderful time of the year is, is referring, referring to that. To you are a, right. the Christmas Carol, because that is or Or at least the ghost story thing. It was a thing with those silly Victorians. They liked to have their seances and their little ghostly parlor tricks and ghost stories at Christmas. That's and true. And this was a thing. Hmm. Do you think we got to bring it back this year? Well, don't we bring it back every year Let's with our have show? A seance at my house. 
I'm up for it. Let's have, yeah. And your mom will be here. My mom will be here. (laughs) Yes. And I'm sure both your mom and my mom will be very excited to be. You know what? We can throw ashes in the water and we can read everybody's ashes and like it's just the whole thing. (laughs) Our moms would love that. Do some table tipping. (laughs) Well, I've got five true Christmas, Christmas ghost stories for you. Okay. Thank Are you, you going to share those? Thank you for coming and good night. <laughs> okay. The bright light and the calm watchdog. All right. I had an unusual visitor on Christmas Day. Wait, what, what is this from? Is this from a... Cafemom.com. Cafemom.com. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I had an unusual visitor on Christmas Day 2008, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Santa Claus passing by my house in Bloomington, Indiana. The day started in typical fashion with the opening of gifts around the Christmas tree. I served an early Christmas dinner for family and friends, and everybody departed by 5 p.m., except my sister and brother-in-law who live with me. They were sleeping in a bedroom at the end of the hall with the door open at 5 p.m. I went into my bedroom with my dog, Toby, and shut the door securely. I was just dozing off when I heard the latch on my bedroom door open. I waited several seconds for my sister or brother-in-law to ask me whatever they came to say, but there was no other sound. It was almost 7 p.m. Why, who, why are they going to bed at 5 and 7? Are these people seven? 80 years old? <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> it was almost 7 p.m., so my bedroom was pitch black. I had left lights on in the kitchen and the bathroom, and there were light, lots of Christmas lights in the living room, so the hallway would have been well lit. I would be able to see whoever was at the door just by lifting my head. I pushed, down, I pushed the blankets down and lifted my head from the pillow, but just as I would have been able to see who was in the doorway, an extremely bright light hit me right in the eyes. I shielded my eyes and yelled, Turn out that bleepity bleep light. You're blinding me. The light immediately disappeared, and I heard the bedroom door latch closed. My bedside light is a touch lamp, so I tapped it on and looked around the bedroom. There was no one in the bedroom except me and Toby, the dog. Toby jumped off the bed. And went to the door without showing any signs of alarm. Well, I mean, I guess that's good, eh? At first, I wasn't frightened because Toby's a Dutch shepherd, well-trained to be an excellent watchdog and proven personal protection dog. Since Toby was already up, I decided to go let him outside and see what my sister or brother-in-law needed. When I went into the hallway, I could see both of them still in bed. I took Toby to the living room and let him outside, and there was nobody there either. So Hoop opened my bedroom door and turned a spotlight on my face. Like most people, the thoughts of loved ones are always close at hand during the holiday season. When I first went to lie down, I was thinking how happy I was that my small family had enjoyed a pleasant Christmas. But it would so pleasant that they went to bed at 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been so much better if my mother and brother had still been alive to share it with us. I'd like to think it was my brother's spirit stopping by to say Merry Christmas. I still think of you, too. I haven't been able to debunk this strange event or any kind of rational explanation. I'm half afraid that my heart stopped during my sleep and the light I saw was the bright light people report after near-death experiences. Leave it to me to see the stairway to heaven and ruin my chance at eternal paradise by saying, turn out that bleepity bleep light. (laughs) I've made a mental note that if I ever see another bright light to clean up my language just in case. Now that's interesting though because... You know, maybe she did have a slight heart attack and a little near death because mean, the dog, who she you know, says a good guard dog or whatever, if the dog didn't, didn't seem concerned, yeah, didn't yeah. seem concerned, then I don't think anything happened physically. Unless the dog sees this all the time, or if the relative was there that the dog knew, maybe. Yeah, you would think the dog would get excited and wag its tail and you know or something. Uh, that's but true. From that story, it sounded like I don't know. I, I think I think maybe her theory of her having 
you know, a little bit too mm -hmm. much of the sauce or something like that, or, or too much, maybe she had a diabetic heart attack or something mm. like that. Mm. Well, how about this? All right. The returned relative. It was Christmas, Christmas Wait. time. <laughs> I know. Like a <laughs> it's a, but a different okay. story. All right. I just want to go back to the first story real quick. At the very beginning, she said, and everyone had departed by <laughs> a certain time. I was and like, now they're back. Wait, they departed? <laughs> Poisoned it. It was Christmas time of 1995 at my aunt's house on a reservation in North Dakota. Some of my family was in the living room watching television. The kids were playing in the rooms or sleeping, and my uncle, aunt, and I were sitting at the table putting a puzzle together. My cousin, who worked at a casino, would come home around midnight or 1 a.m. This night, as she pulled up and was walking toward the house, she looked in the window and saw me sitting at the table, my uncle sitting across from me, and someone standing to the left of me and someone standing in the corner. So she wow. continued to walk in the house, thinking nothing of it. As we were sitting there talking, she looked at me and asked who was standing next to me a few minutes ago and who was in the corner. Got a little up my back. Mm. Uh, and who was in the corner? I told her no one. And she said, yeah, there was someone standing next to you. It looked like your mom and she was playing with your hair. I have long hair, which I used to wear down all the time. Wow. She said this person was running her hand on my hair like a mother does to a child. It kind of freaked me out being I was probably only 12 or 13 at the time. My cousin swears up and down that someone was standing over me, rubbing my head and watching me put the puzzle together wow. with my aunt and uncle, and that there was another person standing behind this person. We got around to thinking it was probably her mom she saw. She passed away on her birthday a week before Christmas back in 92. Uh, in my family, we consider our aunts and uncles to be just like our moms and dads. After thinking that it could have been here, her it didn't scare me so much however we couldn't figure out who the person was standing in the corner and always around christmas time something strange always happens and I, we just think it's her visiting us i knew who it was standing behind her I'm trying to think of what you're gonna say uh okay go ahead tell me krampus <laughs> <laughs> looking for the bad children <laughs> wow <laughs> thank you so um oh, that's I'm, nice <laughs> So anyway, I'm not going to say that this is necessarily ghost because this is this is potentially um, harmful to my mother's health. You know a little bit about this, I believe, but I'll okay. share this, you guys. This is outside of the five stories. Outside you're of the five stories, okay. yes. But this is just making me think of it because I'm I can't well, figure this before, one out. Hurry up before you forget. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so my mother, as you people, our listeners know, she is on oxygen. Um, 24-7 ish when she remembers to doesn't remember to put it on she's off for an hour or two uh, but anyway um she was doing this and that and the other and felt like she needed to sit down and put the oxygen on for a while and she did that and she says at some point she realizes i'm not hearing the oxygen machine and so she looks over and it's not just off when my by the way the cord is back behind a couch, and it, mom wouldn't be able to get to that. It would be hard power, for anybody to get to cord. it. The power cord. Yeah. Because there's two cords. There's a power right. cord, and then there's the Correct. cord that has the oxygen that brings it to her. But you're saying Correct. the power cord is behind, behind the, the unit, behind the couch, where your mom can't even get to. Because it plugs into a power strip. The power strip wasn't unplugged. The power strip wasn't turned off. The cord behind the couch was unplugged. Wow. And we And don't your mom know. doesn't have pets. Doesn't have Correct. In indoor pets. Correct. Right. And so we don't know how that happened. And the, the way it's positioned in the house, it goes back behind her chair. There's just no reason for her to be back there. And I'm pretty sure she would notice if she tripped over a cord enough to like pull it out of the wall. Right. But she right. just doesn't have to go 
yeah. back there. Yeah. If she were to trip over that, it would take her down yeah, before her whatever. Oxygen, her oxygen machine is out of the way of, of main traffic and yep. everything. There's yep. no reason the cord for her and everything goes behind her to chair. be anywhere near that cord. Wow. Well, so that's not that's not enough. That alone, I was like, how would that happen? And so we don't know how she was, how long she was without it. But she told me after that happened, she checked her oxygen. The great news is. She was in like safe levels. Oh, awesome. so so the new medication she's on is doing good things. Okay, so my niece was over with her the other day, and she says she looks at the oxygen machine and she can see that the tubing that connects to this oxygen machine right. was off of there. And she says the machine's been running, and we don't know how she's been how long she's been off of it. And we think it's about two days because this is a new <laughs> machine that was delivered. But we don't know how it came, how it came undone, hmm. because once again, it's that cord is, it's a really long cord. This has never been a problem before. There's Her there's too much cord is what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, the right. tubing is really super long. I don't right. even know 50, 100 feet. I'm not even sure. Right. And so it's never been a problem before, and it's always behind mom, and she rolls it up if she goes, so that it's never like just you know Tugging straggling along right. you know on the the floor to trip people. Right. So anyway, it's now happened a second time where she's completely unplugged from her oxygen. So I wow. don't, I don't know if somebody's trying to speed things up. <laughs> Maybe Joe misses her, <laughs> or <laughs> one of the ex, not ex-wives, dearly departed previous two wives. I don't know. I don't know. But this is twice now that her oxygen, for whatever reason, there's something unusual going on with it. Hmm. We do think that he has come to visit a couple times. Hmm. Uh, so there you go. What, do you, now, do you think that that's just ridiculous, or? Well, the the power plug being pulled out. That thing to me was is is unexplainable in that sense because no one is over there fiddling around and right. goofing oh, off. Right, right. And we don't we don't have our family activities at her house, yep. and we we don't even have little kids. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, down here in, in this part of the or family, like said, pets, yep. that would be that would be back behind the couch doing anything. So that's that's odd. The other one about the oxygen getting pulled out. Yes, she's very careful of what she does and all that, but I don't know. There's sometimes something may get. I don't know. That one not as much, but, but I've asked my sister to take a look and like jiggle the nipple <laughs> that it's <laughs> that it's attached to. I'm going to ask your sister to jiggle the nipple. <laughs> To see if it's in fact i think i'm gonna go to the something. mall because it is christmas time plenty of people out there shopping i'm gonna see how many people i can get to jiggle the nipple probably needs to be a t-shirt <laughs> all right we're gonna do one more here you know, well you said wait you, go ahead. we have a few more you said you had five stories that was the um weird tradition oh five stories here yeah you're right well we'll do as many we'll do as many do you, we have three more yeah. i just want to i just okay. want to keep okay. you on task okay. <laughs> three more let's make them quick because i gotta right. get to the mall and jiggle some nipples jiggle some nipples <laughs> All right. My parents and I lived in a small home that was around 90 years old. The year would have been about 1996. We lived there from, t from the time I was seven years old to the time I was 19. From the very day that we moved in, I felt that I was not alone. One year around Christmas time, I was having a friend spend the night. The heat had just shut off briefly and she and I were sitting in the living room watching television when the temperature dropped substantially. As I rose to turn up the heat, the Christmas tree began to shake violently. Ornaments were falling off right and left and she and I were terrified. We ran upstairs and laid down in my bed. My white cat curled up with us and my door was open slightly. When I gazed out the dark hallway, I was horrified to see a tall white figure run down the hall. Wow. I turned to my friend and she acknowledged that she had seen the exact same thing. She never spent the night again. Wow. 
Now that's interesting. That's a vision or whatever that two people two saw. Two people, yes. Wow. Okay. What would it, what would, wow. I mean, if the cat was asleep on the bed, so I would assume if the cat somehow jumped in the tree, you'd know. Right. I would know. Right, right. But to see that white figure to both of them say, oh, I just saw a white figure. Me too. Yeah. Oh, okay. My mother, to whom I was very close, passed away in 1964 when I was 17 years old. I left home that year and moved to Ontario from Nova Scotia. In 1969, I met a girl whom I will call Karen, and we got married in March of 1970. In December of 1971, we were expecting our first child. We were living in a small one and a half bedroom bungalow. There was a fireplace in the living room. My wife and I loved that fireplace and we had it lit every night. It was Christmas Eve 1971. Well, you wouldn't be doing that now. <laughs> it was Christmas Eve night. I don't know if you guys in other um, states have, or countries have rules about what, how much you can burn anything. Right. It was it, Christmas Eve. Severe restrictions here in severe. Southern California. Yes. It was Christmas Eve 1971, and we had just finished putting the gifts under the tree, and a nice fire gave off a beautiful glow. On the tree, one string of lights, which was supposed to flash, had stopped several days before. It was five minutes to midnight when the fireplace suddenly just about went out and the string of lights started to flash and the other lights stopped flashing. My wife and I were sitting on the floor and it became very chilly in the room. Mm. I looked over to my lazy boy chair and a figure was there just sitting in the chair. Wow. It was my mother with a big, beautiful smile on her face. What? I got chills listening <laughs> to that. My wife, who had never met my mother, said she could see the same thing. This, quote, ghost never spoke, but just kept looking at me and my wife and smiling. <laughs> at 12 midnight, the fire in the fireplace started up again, and the lights on the tree stopped flashing, and the others started flashing again. Wow. I looked over in the chair, and the ghost of my mother was gone. No matter what I did to those Christmas lights, they never flashed again. Wow. That's pretty spooky. Uh, that is. I was picturing that and getting chills. Let's hear about the ghostly Christmas right. choir. Final, final ghost Christmas story. On Christmas Eve night at about, in about 1978 at 3 a.m. in Klamath Falls, Oregon, I was suddenly awakened by a choir singing. The house was new construction, miles from the nearest church. I strained to hear any words that I could understand or a tune that I could identify, but I could not understand the language or the tune. I did get a feeling of angelic exaltation, reverence, and gladness of heart. This was truly a heavenly choir lifting their voices on high, singing Hosanna in the highest, in an unknown tongue, without accompaniment of instruments. I examined the television, but it was turned off, as was the radio. I explored outside, but the singing was not heard outdoors. The way the countless male, female, and children's voices entwined together, the tonals going from operatic highs to deepest bass voices in perfect harmony, it must have lasted about 10 minutes, but it was touching for eternity. Mel. Wow. That would be kind of a trip. Would you be freaked mm. out? I have so many more questions about that one because there are things that we've talked about before that can vibrate in the house to pick up radio signals and stuff that will vibrate enough that that you will hear things. Like, for instance, uh, just real quick, uh, in, in an attic, there was a – I don't know if it was a science show or something like this that I saw, but they took a uh, old box springs – that was just the springs, right? Mm -hmm. All the material was off of it. That acted as an antenna. That was actually picking up the AM or FM, I forget which one, vibrations mm -hmm. in the air. And they got the microphone close to it, and you can actually hear music off of that. Like picking up good vibrations. Yeah. 
exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's how that's how the that's how radio works. Thanks for coming to our science segment. And <laughs> next time we'll be talking about um, <laughs> jiggling your nipples. Yes, thank you. Thanks for filling in the blank. <laughs> uh, okay, folks. Yes. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh. Be sure to let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Snack a Little. How you, whether you've done the Stupid Pie, right? That's what it was stupid called? Pie. I don't want to call it Stupid, stupid pie. pie. And uh, let us know if you've experienced uh, ghost stories around Christmas or strange traditions or something like that. Mm-hmm. And could you. Did your family beat the stick to make it poo? And can you beat me at the do they know Christmas identification? I've got one person, I think, and and one in the choir because I just knew he was involved somehow. But I know that you knew who they were. It just wasn't quick enough. Yeah, I just can't but get that. But it just wasn't quick enough. <laughs> All right. Also, you got to let us know whether or not you do have some strange traditions in your household. Dying to know. And then I'll come back and haunt you after I die from, like, not knowing. (laughs) Merry Christmas.